It was probably a song that reminded me of it, or I'd done an Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. Writing is definitely an isolating thing. From an yeah. outside perspective, that's weird as well. Makes fun. us look really um, mental. But that is because of what it kind of said about art. I did. I, I had fun in bits. There were fun bits. We, went and, we went and bought a value pack of straps. Oh my god, going. we did. There is a big lesson here to learn about storytelling. Hey guys, welcome back to the Arthritis Podcast, official podcast of digital and creative media works, where each week we take something from pop culture and try to break it down to better understand it. My name is David. My name is Ben. This week, Ben, Ugh. we're continuing... Excuse me. I'll thank you not to burp at me. <laughs> this week, we are continuing Fantasy Month. We're in week three. Week three. Week three. Uh, of Fantasy Month, and that means a few things. The first thing it means is we're going to do another topic about fantasy. And the second thing it means that... I didn't really think this through before I started <laughs> no, speaking. I was like, of course that's what yeah, it means. It's what it has it's, to do. It's fantasy month. We're still doing fantasy. Welcome Shocker. to the fantasy Hi. month. Because it's that month that we're yeah. doing. You're welcome. It's February. The- oh, shit. No, it's March. It's March, dipshit. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it's March. Where did the time go? <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, so this week, I figured just for a change, just because I always talk about it, but we never did a fucking episode on it, we would talk about the fantasy of The Witcher. Th- three? Three. The Witcher or, Three. Or the, or the, witch. the Witcher I, Three. I, the Witcher Third The Witcher Three. The Witcher Three. The Witcher Three. The a winding, weaving fate to which we both atone. You flee, my dream come the morning. Your scent that- is like The Witcher Three in the first twenty minutes of The Witcher Two. Um, I feel like The Witcher Two wasn't as good as we all remember, so I don't think we need. Well, to I don't talk remember about it. it because <laughs> it was minutes. it was a weirdly linear game that was trying to be open world that just wasn't. It was so strange. I know it was jank like as all hell yeah it was real weird it was so hard to play like it was so hard but not because it was good you know how this it was just hard to play yeah it was just hard to system shock exactly but less good uh which is a a heavy statement to make but i feel like the witcher is the witcher 3 particularly is a game that i have played a lot of yeah you know you this is kind of like your weird like closet my weird deep dark closet mistress Right, because everyone knows everyone knows that I'm married to Skyrim for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> like you're in a lifelong relationship with Skyrim. But, I but the Witcher was like that the side piece. That yeah, I had the Witcher was that side piece that you flirted with for about 150 hours. But then, like, I kept sleeping with her, and then it's been five years, and I'm still doing it. Sometimes you're the it's it's like the it's. I keep wanting to say this is like the Barnaby Joyce of games, but no, this would make you Barnaby Joyce, and then the game would be the, the game would be the mistress. What's her name? The mistress who does that make Skyrim has, the pregnant wife? No, the Skyrim is the OG wife. Oh, okay. And the the the, the Witcher pre- is the pregnant wow. mistress. This is a complicated. This is a very story. deep cut, like Australian. Also, very politics. specific Australian yeah. reference. I like it though. I I like the direction you Thank were going. You. Um, and I appreciate you bringing some contemporary right. references to make this not a, a timeless any, episode. Anytime. Yeah, I appreciate that. It was going to be evergreen, but now you fucked it up, and that's all right. <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's. It's a video game that I've played a lot of. We did, like, 90 episodes on the Coffee House channel of the New Game Plus on, like, Deathwatch. Oh, yeah. And that was really good fun. Um, but my favorite thing about the game is, like, the... Is not... I have this problem with Horizon Zero Dawn as well, which I've been replaying a whole bunch. That I like the game idea more than I like playing the game. 
And this is a weird thing that I have that most people go, <laughs> what are you talking about? But I don't necessarily like playing The Witcher 3, but I fucking love The Witcher 3. Oh, no, I get that. Like, I love the conversations, and I love being in that world, and I love, I love experiencing what's going on, but I don't necessarily like the combat or love the dialogue <laughs> tree, but I really fucking love, like, going back to that space. You I know get what that I mean? with, like... With, like, Counter-Strike and, like, Melee. I get that with, like, competitive games where it's, mm-hmm. like, I love, like, I love Melee and I love Counter-Strike, but, like, I don't fucking play them. Like, I don't want to- Man, I don't have time for that hey, shit. nobody got time for that. I don't have time to- Learn. Com- to play. Get and, educated. Like, be good. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to- I just- but I like it. I think it's amazing. Right. I guess the difference, though, is, like, I, I'll, like, boot- So, like, I was playing Horizon Zero Dawn last night, by way of example, and I was, like, I'll just play, like- a few hours and they go do some work or whatever. And I spent like two hours just like walking around. Right. I didn't really do anything. I just picked some herbs and enjoyed the scenery. <laughs> like, because I was just like, I want to go visit, but I don't want to fight any giant robots. So I just went and had a good time. So you just, you entered the world for a yeah, bit. You I, had a brief respite from- From the hellscape from that is real life. The hellscape that is yeah. this. From the crushing disappointment I live in every day. It was yep. a nice like little jaunt. And I, I feel the same way with The Witcher because the world is so complex and so like- deeply put together that just like walking through a town in Skellige like the, you know the, the the Nord Islands or whatever you can walk through an island and learn everything you need to know about that that like islands group of people just by talking to them and stuff and it's like a whole living ecosystem that has like quests and people doing stuff and it's it's weirdly it's like visiting another country that could never exist you know yeah. it's, it's, it's why Assassin's Creed was so interesting as a concept but always such balls to play <laughs> well it's interesting how you mentioned that the, the comparison to Assassin's Creed, because uh, we talked... I think I mentioned this a few episodes ago, I believe in one of our fantasy episodes, where I mentioned that The Witcher 3 is, like, the the most non-white, white fantasy setting. Yeah, because it's like, very Slavic. Yeah, so it's it's made by Polish developers, and they've put so much, like, like cultural reference and, like, so much of the polish identity inside this game that even though the game is full of mostly full of white people yeah you know, they, they have save a sprinkling of diversity in there but mm-hmm. it's you know it's it's a white you know it's a european setting even though it is this you know when you have a european fantasy setting you immediately just think like yeah you know England. monty python and like <laughs> yeah. skyrim and stuff like that yeah um like dungeons and dragons but like it's so because they put in all of this influence it makes it so much more non like it feels yeah it feels like a different cu- uh country but also feels like a completely different culture right yeah whereas like assassin's creed like assassin's creed 2 is meant to be set in not only a different like location you know it's meant to be set in like venice but like you know a completely different time period I'm also set in italian yeah it still feels just american 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 <laughs> yeah and like you know all of the assassin's creeds they all feel kind of the same like think, they all have yeah the same kind of building layout and like the way people move around and like the just the way people interact like sans, it's all sans like origins because that's so like african it's not funny oh yeah no like, that's that was what they really is, origins is different like that's a whole that's like here that's yeah. somewhere else but yeah, like yeah, yeah. if you look oh, at the like, franchise as a whole, assassin's yeah. creed one and two which are meant to be totally like, different places, completely different like time periods and places. You know, you're going from the Crusades to the Renaissance, which is a good 500 years. Like mm-hmm. that's not just like a hop, skip, and a jump. That's 500 fucking. It's a years. long time. It's a long time, and it's the kind of thing where like with The Witcher, yeah, they're able to get away with 
you know, throwing in a bit of magic and a bit of monsters, but it's These not just like yeah. it's not the kind of magic you expect. It's not just like oh, a fireball, lightning bolt, a fucking magic missile. Yeah. It's this weird like sort of like futurism witch- thing. Or like and there's like it's it's got like a bit of like like boil like bubble bubble boil and fucking whatever fucking with a little whatever a little bit of like runic magic with a little it's really bit of, weird a little bit of like just straight you know i have a sword i fuck shit up kind of yeah a little bit of vampires in there with the silver sword it's like the, there's all these weird little it all comes from together yeah and you know, the funny thing about that too is what it ends up being is we t- we've talked about this a whole bunch with different episodes where we've talked about a genre and like what a thing should be and what rules should apply to a world and like harry potter is a big center of like not adhering to the genre oh God, that it's yeah. written in but one of the kind of interesting things about the witcher 3 is that because it's a fairy tale story but it has fairy tale creatures in it like there's no point so there's there's a, a good example that i use is a quest they demoed in the game before the game came out that made me go oh this is going to be something different is right there was a quest where you're you're tracking uh siri across you know the 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 world basically and and there's a creature that's seen her um and so you come up to this little it's this little blue creature that you sort of track down through this forest and you come up to him and um and he sort of mimes that he's lost his voice and you have to kind of guess this through the dialogue (laughs) tree and he's lost his voice and you go, well, where, where did it go? And he sort of gestures, and he, like, leads you to a physical location where you then go and retrieve his voice back, which is in a jar. <laughs> what? And, and, but, like, at no point during the gameplay do you think that's a weird thing to happen in this world, because it's The Witcher. And yeah. there's monsters that come out of the ground, and corpses in water become <clears throat> drowners, and, like, it's just this world of, of, of magic that doesn't adhere to, like, a like a set of, like, character spell sheet level type rules. Like, yeah. no, no no one goes, oh, well, Geralt can't cast Igni again because he's out of third level spells today. <laughs> like, it's 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 not that kind of world. You know it's, what I mean? Yeah, it's not like, um, it's not like Divinity Original Sin, which is basically yeah. just like d d It's just math. Made. Yeah, it's math. Yeah, it's, it's-, it's more like Lord of the Rings where it's, like, no one goes, well, Gandalf can't cast pr- prismatic space spray. He's not a level three sorcerer. <laughs> like, no one is saying that. They're like, well, Gandalf did a spell because he's a wizard. And it's like, the people in this world, like, sorceresses, sorceresses, because they're all female, sorceresses, all cast spells, and you never question whether or not they can cast a spell, because that's just how the world works. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting when you try and then fit an RPG mechanic over the top of that, because the RPG mechanic cannot limit your, like magical ability it can only augment what you already have which yeah. is kind of interesting but the magic in this is very different to like i don't know the magic in like a deus ex game for yeah. an example of like an open world rpg mm-hmm. sort of simulate like simulation game like in deus ex it's like you know you you're actively like giving yourself you're like i'm gonna give myself these abilities because i'm gonna play like a stealthy boy or i'm mm-hmm. gonna give myself like these abilities i'm gonna play like a big brute boy mm-hmm. and in the witcher it's like you have these things. Because you are Geralt. Because you are this person. Yeah. And then, yeah, you sort of augment and you choose where to go. And it's more about, like, I'm just going to wear this armor because it makes sense. Because I don't want to die. Yeah. It's a different kind of... It's it's a different kind of... What's the expression when you sort of... Like, in games, game design, like, there's this thing where you go from... We talked about it when we talked about Darkest Dungeon and a few other games like that, where, especially Subnautica, where you stop playing the rules of the game and you start playing in the world. And that's very much how the witch's kind of mechanics and armor and all that stuff kind of tends to function, is you stop counting numbers and you just intuit, like, well, 
I'm going to a nest of wyverns. I need to wear my armor that has high poison resist that I crafted, you know, yeah. whenever. And it's not because the I saw the wyvern has the plus poison stat, even though that's what it is. It's you just it's in your brain. You know that oh, wyverns poison. Garrett would do this. I gotta wear. I gotta. I gotta wear my poison resist or whatever. Which I think is part of where the game falls down a bit because then it adds this layer of like the the sword oils and the potions and stuff that can get really complicated. But one of the things they did really well in The Witcher 3 that they fixed one of the biggest problems in The Witcher 2 is you can pop potions anytime. Yeah. So if you have in your backpack, you know, a potion that's going to give you poison resist, you can chug that motherfucker during a fight. In the previous game, you had to meditate before a fight, then take it, then apply your blade oil, then go into battle. I think the, yeah, the soy, the, the soyed? The sword oil. oil. (laughs) The soyed oil. The sword oil and the potion stuff. Is kind of a hold, yeah. It's it's mainly a holdover from The Witcher Two, but it you can kind of see what they were trying to push with that system, where it's like you're not just a big sort of powerhouse of a boy. Mm-hmm. You have to actually plan for these encounters. You have to be smart. It's, it's very. It's it's kind of like they. It's what like Darkest Dungeon perfected. Yes, it's it sort is. of the the preparation phase of the provisioning of doing something. Yeah, and it's um. There's there's sort of a few games that have done stuff like that. Uh, what's the one I'm thinking? Uh, not Darkest Dungeon. Uh, it's some Dragon's Dogma. There's so yes. many double D games. Just a there. lot of that, yeah. Yeah, Dragon's Dogma is similar. Where it's like, it's in in that game. It's more about like if you don't prepare before you go out, you'll get fucked up. Uh-huh. So like you actively spend a lot of time preparing. Yep. Um, that game has problems, but it's yes, yeah, I kind of and yeah the the weird thing where they let you kind of chug potions mid-fight like that makes sense from just like a quality of life perspective yeah where it's just like oh we'll let you you know if you kind of forget to prepare for a fight or you, you can, get like ambushed you can chug a potion but uh-huh. like you can't oil your sword mid-fight like yeah, that's which makes sense you can't do that that's but even from like a world perspective Geralt couldn't do that in the middle of a fight no he could chug a potion he could kind of like you know run behind yeah a but he can't he can't sit down and apply oil to a sword. No. Which makes sense. Like, when you think about it, and, and that's one of the things that I think is really cool, and that's why I wanted to talk about, like, that I, that intersectionality of, like, the world building plus your intentions so you stop playing the mechanics, is because all of the rules for your magic and weapons and stuff make sense in the world building, you don't ever question, like, anything. It's weird. Like, you know, when you're playing, you don't go, oh, why can't I cast Igni twice in a row when I'm wearing this armor? Because it's like, oh, well, this armor, like, makes Geralt lose stamina faster. So that makes total sense because he'd be too tired to do it again. Yeah. You don't know how Geralt casts spells. Like, it's not that the game never says, well, the way that witches cast spells is by exerting physical calories. That's the implication, but they never say that. So instead of them telling you that, you intuit that from the way that the game limits your abilities to do stuff based on the context. Yeah. So instead of what you normally get in a game with world building, which is like, a cutscene where someone will say, hey, so like Halo was a good example, where someone's like, Chief, listen, the rings do this. You know, the Halo rings do this. We've got to stop them for this reason. You go, cool, sounds good. You're like, sweet, cool, give me my gun. Give me my gun and my katana. Whereas, you know, The Witch is a series that goes, hey, man, you kill monsters for a living. Could you track down this girl, please? And you're like, how? What? And it goes, I don't fucking know. Like, fucking Work figure it out, it out for yourself. Shit. What are you looking at me for? Welcome Go to look. video games. Yeah, and they, they, they do this fun thing, though, where they have, and this, again, like speaks to the level of like kind of well-building that they've done with it, is when you're going through that, they have Dandelion, the bard, write all of your journal entries, so they're extra helpful and also very, like, embellished. So, in a normal game, you go to your quest journal thing, and it's like, 
It's just very it's like side quest. Go to Blackroot and talk to Civ, and you're like, okay, cool. Whereas the Witch's one is like you have to actually read it. So it's like, and on that day, Geralt was much perturbed to discover that Yennefer had left (laughs) early. He was most hastened, so he went henceforth on the search for Whiterun. And like, it's this you have to engage with it to understand what the fuck it's telling you to do. Yeah, and that's kind of really fucking cool. And if you turn off the mini map because you should, because it's a good game. Oh yeah, then. What you end up doing is, like, you engage with the stories that are being told about Geralt that you're making him do. So it feels more like you're not Geralt, but you're someone telling a story about Geralt, which is kind of fucking cool. And there's, like, all these layers to the way that they do that world building that... I don't know. As far as, like, a fantasy game is concerned, I think it's something that a lot of titles could learn from. Like, particularly, we talked about Horizon last month, and Horizon is a game that I am currently obsessed with for reasons that I don't want to go into. But <laughs> the, its biggest failure is that it really struggles sometimes to trust the audience to get what's happening. Yeah. So every now and then you'll go through a sequence where the game 100% trusts you and it's like, I don't need to explain anything. You're going to get all this. No worries. And then you'll get to a section where it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me, some, let me explain some shit real quick. Stop, stop. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. His cutscene, let me tell you. And you're like, oh, I, I thought we were doing the cool thing. <laughs> the bad guys are red now, so you know they're bad. Oh, I thought we... I th- okay. Like, and it's this weirdly... It's weird thing where I get disappointed in the game developer. I'm like, oh, you guys had to publish for Sony, huh? <laughs> like, you kind of get... You're like, oh, they made you explain that one, huh? You need a bunch of shit playtesters. Uh, yeah. Okay. Like, because I could tell that there was moments where they're... Like, there's some really beautiful moments in that game... And I'm like, wow, that was really, like, like superbly done and really subtle. And then you get to a section, and then, like, ten minutes later, it's like, let me tell you what happened! And you're like, no, I was there. <laughs> I, I, did, I just played it. And I feel like The Witcher does a much better job of... The only time that something gets explained is when Geralt doesn't know. And he'll be like, I need you to... I don't know what's going on. Because he's yeah. not this font of infinite wisdom. And usually it's, it's through the player, like, wanting to know. Mm. Through a dialogue tree option. You could go like. and kill the griffin. Like, the first quest you get in the game is to kill the griffin. You can just go and do that. You don't need to do any of the prep if you don't want to. Yeah. But if you want to find out everything there is to know about griffins and white orchid, you can do that as well. And that's that's a cool, like... We talk a lot about, like, player choice or everyone's fucking talking. Whee! We're not talking about it because we're not <laughs> idiots. Like, But, like, that's a... People are, uh, you know... People heralded have Fallout 3 for having great player choice. And... <laughs> Witcher, the witches never advertise itself as having great player choice. You play as Geralt, but it's a really good RPG because they do one thing really well, and that's you. You're Geralt. Yeah, there's, there's, it's not player choice in the sense that the player has a lot of choice. It's mm-hmm. player choice in the sense that you play as Geralt, and he has choices. He has choices to make, <laughs> and you have to make them for yeah. him. And that's like, yeah, that, that's a totally different kind of game, almost. Like it's there, but they're all RPGs. But like that's why. What's the difference between yeah, like something like Fallout, mm-hmm. which is like yeah, do whatever you want. You you're the hero. You're the boy. Do whatever you Choose want. Choose your own adventure. Be a hero or murder everyone. And, Those and, are your two options. Yeah, and uh, The Witcher, which is like you, Geralt. Fucking deal with it, which is fine because which a is great because that's also Geralt's yeah. attitude to being Geralt. He's like, "Fuck, I'm Geralt. I have to deal with this shit." <laughs> like we talked about that when we last spoke about The Witcher. I think it was during a Horizon episode, but um, like the way that they tack on the side quests and the monster hunting and stuff, it's all Geralt being like, "I don't really want to do this, but I kind of have to because well, I need to buy weapon, I need to buy swords." And I yeah, to- people are like, "Oh, I've got a fucking, I got a, I got a minor problem." Can you fucking tend to my field? Because Can you there's... fetch my boxes from my broken yeah, cart? Because you're a because you're a witcher, and he's like, fucking fine, right? Jeez, whatever. Sure, I guess because I need money to buy that armor, which incidentally is what the player is thinking. 
So it's weird that they've managed to craft this game where you don't have there's not that dissonance where there normally is where it's like if you're playing a game like um oh uh, yeah you know what i mean like you the know, dissonance your character is between... like i have to redeem my father right. and you're just like i just want money to just buy some sick to buy armor, a sick ass sword yeah and Garrett's like i just need some money to buy a sick ass sword <laughs> and you're like yeah i'm totally with you and that makes him so much more relatable and it's, cause... And it's only when you're you're sort of on that main quest where like Garrett is like i need to find siri and you're like yeah yep because I got threatened by the king. Because I've already done all of the dumb I did all side the questing stuff. to get all the money for the armor that I wanted. Impossible that you've done them all, but I see a point. There are yeah. so many fucking side quests <laughs> in that game. That's one of those games where you go into one town and you talk to three people and you're like, why do I have ten quests now? That that shit scares me. It there's There was a point... You have to just not do some of them. But No, I don't uh, want to not do some it, of them. Like, yeah, it, it doesn't scratch that OCD <laughs> tick that I have where I'm like, I need to finish them all. Yeah. But I've given up on Horizon side quests. I'm like, I'll just do them if they're in front of me, but I'm not coming back. Because like, every time I get to a new place, I'm like, oh, fuck, there's so many. But then the game does this really sneaky thing where you come back and there's more. And you're like, fuck. <laughs> God damn it. I thought I got away with the one time. But no, no, no. There's more. You gotta, they they got to do the, the Mario Odyssey technique where... The side quests are the main quests. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just nothing but side quests. They just trick you real good. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, the game. The game. Oh, the game. The game's just entirely side quests. Yeah. yeah. Or do the Zelda thing where you can't. There's, there's not really quests. The you game just, is entirely just side quests. You just yeah. do all side quests. And you're like, I, d- I guess I fixed okay, I guess I did the world. Things. Yeah. I don't know what this game's about. Zelda Zelda's interesting if we if we bounce back to the magic at least briefly. Mm-hmm. The where where in The Witcher you have. You know the the reasons for the limitations of your magic are like explained in the world. Mm-hmm. Like Zelda's magic, like Zelda, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. Zelda. Wow, that was hard. Work, I, I, I didn't want to do the whole title. Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild for the Nintendo Switch. Z- Zelda. Um, yeah, Zelda's easier. His his powers are so like random and like just kind of like you have bombs. There's square ones and circle ones. Like cool. yeah, one of them's a magnet. That you got a magnet which works sometimes. One of them you makes gotta, ice gotta, blocks. Yeah, one, yeah. One thing just freezes waters specifically in a in a pillar formation. The other only one's in, on water. The other one's the an other iPhone. One, <laughs> well, yeah. One of them's an iPhone. One camera? of them just lets you freeze things and yeah. hit them a bunch. And it's like there's what? some interplay between like some of them, like stasis and bomb, like kind of that's like really the only interplay yeah but they sort of like and they have these powers you're like that's what you think can do like my first reaction when i was playing breath of the wild was like do, do are there like other powers that i unlock and i like switch them in and out and i gotta like make like a load out of my powers and nah. it's like no this is a nintendo this is game. nintendo bitch get the fuck out of here get out of here if you bitch. want that shit go to bird bloody fallout go take a Skyrim. selfie bitch yeah yeah it's like kind of it's similar in the witcher in some sense where it's like you can't swap out Igni for summoning illusions to fight by your side. It's right. just like, no, you have the fire spell. Yeah, you're Geralt. This you, thing burns. You're a witcher. Thing. You have the same witcher spells that every witcher. Yeah. Has. It's like that's all you that's get. It's what like you got. but I wanna I wanna do this. Like, no 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 no, you wanna do this. Yeah, you, you hey, listen. It's like this thing that gives you a shield, you better get used to it. Yeah, better get really good with it. What Quen? Quen? Yeah. You better you better enjoy fucking Quen. It, what's interesting though is Later in the game, what you can do is modify the like different ways that you can use those spells. You can sort of augment them. Yeah. yeah so like the the igni, which is like a blast of fire, you can turn into a flamethrower. Yeah. Right. Or the the shield, you can you normally you trigger it and then it's like a you have a limited number of hits before it's like it disappears. A skin, yeah. But then later on, you can have it as an active shield that you can have on when you turn it off. It does like damage or whatever. It's like a pew. 
or the you know the force blast you can then you can have it later on where if you, you then force blast in an area around your feet like you can't change the spells because you have the same spells as everyone else but you can teach Geralt to use them differently and that's kind of a different like it's the same thing as like in the witcher you can use a sword or you can use an axe but yeah there's no reason to use an axe when the swords are as good as they are so there's some spells that are like that where you go why would i use the alternate form when the vanilla one's so much better or why would i use the vanilla choice yeah and it's like that's your choice because you get to decide how you want to be Geralt. but like and i think that's why from like a fantasy perspective and again like it's one of the biggest things that skyrim and bethesda keep lying about but i'm fine (laughs) with it because i really like the games but like they (laughs) don't have choice what they have is like sandbox it's a they the, have a they have like a smorgasbord of just like yeah. little tiny rolls of sushi they have i a, don't know if sushi comes on smorgasbords but I, they, it's like they brought in a sushi they have platter. a giant anti-pesto platter. there's like a sushi platter of like hundreds of flavors but there's only one of each don't tell me it's a fucking meal though that's what i'm saying like right. the witcher is a is a is a three-course meal the witcher yeah the witcher is like yeah like a good three-course meal where there's like like a good steak and a good salad Right, whereas, like, Skyrim is, like, a 24-meter anti-pesto platter. Yeah. Like, it's all tiny little snippets of little bits of food, a little bit of salami here, a little olive here. And it's, like, you could could specialize in the the cold cuts, or you can specialize in in the pickles, but you can't... You can't... You can't really do all of it. But here's the thing, you... you, you, and it's you, all kind of average. You, yeah, it's it's all fine, and you have a bit every day, but you're never full that day, so you got to go and do something else. And eventually, over the course of a year, you'll have eaten all the stuff on the smorgasbord, but at no point did you feel immediately satisfied. Yeah, and Whereas, no point was like, this one specific thing was really good. Right. It was just like, oh, there's something new. Oh, there's something else new. Yeah, whereas The Witcher is like a three-course meal that's for eight people, but you have to eat it yourself. <laughs> Where, like, you start with the entree, and you're like, that was a great dinner, and they go, nah, dog, that was the soup. And you're like, what? the fuck are you talking and they go yeah there's more and you go cool i'm done yeah. i've had all of the entrees and they go nah dog those were just the entrees you're like what and it just keeps going and, and then you're like i how so do i do skyrim, this skyrim is a, is a chinese restaurant where you go in and the menu is 12 pages and like there's like they're numbered because there's so many and there's like, there's like good. you're up to like number like 175 yeah and like the witcher 3 is like a like a fairly nice restaurant you go and there's five items on the menu yeah. and they're all fucking spectacular and they yeah and you get so full that you can't eat for a yeah. day yeah that's exactly the, the difference and like both are good but they're both for different kinds yeah, they of both things. serve their purpose and i think that to me is why when you tell something as specific as the witcher even though it is this incredibly big game with like these vast intricate side quests that weave in and out of the main story and these different states of quests that change the way the game works and all of this crazy stuff the reason it works is that it's focused it's the story of Geralt of Rivia and he's trying to find Ciri and he's trying to find Yennefer because she'll help him find Ciri and then from there you can you do whatever the fuck you want yeah but because it's one thing it works really well and that was the strength of the Witcher 2 that they were able to extrapolate from the dodgy game they built around it and build something really like like, The Witcher 3 is a video game that has no right to exist or be as good as it is. <laughs> CD Projekt Red is a fucking indie studio. There is no reason or, like, n- no one would have in a million years been like, he yeah, has a Polish company and they're going to build one of the best RPGs of all time. You know the reason? Hmm? Uh, government grants. Government grants. It's fucking, almost like art it's funding is like important. It's important. You it's almost dipshits. Fucking... <sighs> But uh, Australia is currently going through um, the bit of a kerfuffle with that at the moment. Fine, they've just taken all my money. Don't yeah. worry about it. 
no, I don't know. It's just it's 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 testament that if you have a great vision and you know what you're doing, and you understand the way that fantasy works, and you're trying to build something that's like a fantasy premise, the more focused you are, the better. Yeah. And as much as I love Skyrim, and you know, like I do, but I when I think of stories that I'm never gonna like be able to walk away from it's the witcher is one of them like every time i think about it i'm like that that game changed the way that i play games it's the same thing with like your, your dark souls or your bloodborne or, or or games like that that change like zelda breath of the wild that change the way that you perceive video games and what a video game can achieve and it's fucking wild to me that that was an indie studio in fucking poland <laughs> like that's incredible and they've done such a unique incredible job at making a game and i cannot wait to see what they do next i'm very excited for them to ruin sci-fi with Oh, God, Cyberpunk so 2077. I think they might be a bit shitty because I think they were going to do like Horizon Zero Dawn. Like, I think that they were like, oh, we did like a post. And they went, they went, uh, it's a similar. So I'm curious to see them do that, but way better. Yeah. Whatever the concept is. I don't think we, yeah, no idea where it's going to go. Yeah, but, but I'm excited to find excited out. Either way. Which is not always something I say about game studios that make big games. Like, I don't give a shit what Treyarch's going to do next, but. <laughs> Fuck me if I'm not on the tenterhook for, for goddamn for the next goddamn. <laughs> what the fuck does Triarch even do these days? Are I think they, they do COD. Call of Duty? Yeah, Man, I think they got boy. subsumed by Infinity Ward though. I can't uh, one one uh, way or the other, I can't remember. Who yeah, fucking knows? There's like Sledgehammer now. They're, they're no both, wait, Sledgehammer's the one that is both. There's three dev teams yeah. working on COD. Now. I don't. They're know. doing, which means they have more time to make each of them. But it which means is good. Just three studios. But they still can't make after. a single game as good as Battlefield One. So it's like, what are they doing? Or Call of Duty Four. Or Call of Duty Four. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, I don't know. The, the that was all of my. I have no other points to make. I just really like The Witcher Three, and I wanted to talk about it for half an hour. I hope that's okay with you, Ben. That's that's fine with me, David. Good. Now, do you have any recommendations for this week? Things you've been uh, checking out? Fuck. Uh, duh. This this segment we do every no. week, and every week you consistently yeah. have literally nothing to share. No, it's always just, incredible. Just more Warframe, more Eleanor. Mm-hmm. Bloody, bloody, the same that's, shit. that's kind of it. Um, I feel like it. we both do that. We'll just do the same thing for a month. And yeah. Like, okay, I've got something new. <laughs> uh, I've been I've been watching Love season three because it's out on Netflix and it's good. And I haven't cried yet, but I've come close. So check that out if you haven't. I've been playing. It's I played. Uh, I played through Subsurface Circular. Mm-hmm. I think that's the name of it. It recently came out on the Switch. It's been out on PC for a while. It's a. It's a. It's a weird narrative-driven robot detective game. Okay. Where you're a detective robot yeah. and you, you're stuck on a subway because that's where they keep all the smart robots. It's very weird. And you just have to solve a you have to solve a you have to solve the case of the missing robots. Robots going missing, you gotta solve it by talking to people that like robots that walk come on and off the, the train. Okay. So that they sounds come on like the train, cool you talk to them, and then they say, Oh, this is my stop gotta and go. you leave and like you're just going around in that real time cool. this trait it's it's a cool premise and it, it's very nice looking and it sounds nice so it's all it's of the indie things that writing. ben likes yeah it's it's written by the it's made by the people who did a bunch of other indie games that i completely that, forget i can't remember right uh, now. transistor and stuff like that oh um, shit okay i know they had another one yeah believe transistor we'll have to check that out released adjacent to that team yeah okay that sounds like something that i might enjoy it's sounds on the like, Switch, and it's like $10. Sounds like my kind of indie way. It's, it's a quick, like, it's like two hours long. Oh, you're perfect. Like, it's, oh. You're just, you're just if I can play a game and put it down, yeah, oh, that's it. perfect. I think you'll like it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, might have to check it out. Um, The only other thing that I've been doing is playing a lot of Horizon Zero Dawn, because uh, it's really <laughs> good. Because you have a problem? I have a, well, I've discovered I have a new problem, which is that I really like it. 
Which, because before I was like, this game's fine. And then they, they do this plot twist, and I'm like, good. You're like, never mind. Gotta play this to the end now. <laughs> Find out what happens. Um, I nearly hit Meridian. For those of you who have played it, I nearly hit Meridian. That's really exciting, and I'm curious to see what's there. But yeah, it's really cool and interesting, and it's just nice to play something refreshing with the female lead. So I'm enjoying it. Um, but that's it. I feel like I've done nothing else this week, because I've been mm. getting sick all week. So I've been, I've had no energy. Uh, yeah, no, that was it for my recommendations. But uh, where can people find us if they wanted to, Ben? Facebook. Uh, DCMWorks Social. YouTube. YouTube.com slash DCMWorks. Twitter. At DCM underscore works. Patreon. Patreon.com slash DCMWorks. Where currently we are doing a Untitled Road to Infinity War <laughs> podcast where each week myself, Ben, and Laura... Watch a number of Marvel films yeah. in the lead up to Infinity War in the hopes that we'll have gotten through them all before the release date. We of we War. watched the second Thor film today. Oh boy! Oh, you guys did? Yeah. Yeah. Thor two, Dark yeah. World. Thor the second Thor. Yep. They're getting worse. They do. They do get good from like from here mm. on. It's kind of consistently good. Yeah. I just except for Avengers two. If you want to see us, ha- it the. <laughs> The only way, I, so we had some issues. Oh, also, those of you on the Patreon, I posted a Patreon-only video for this, but um, there was we were having issues uploading audio because the Chrome's new update has created a bunch of JavaScript errors with basically Woo-hee! everyone's AWS integration. Awesome. So I just used Firefox because I'm an adult, but <laughs> to upload the audio. But uh, yeah, uh, week two and three are up currently. Week four will go up sometime uh, between Sunday and Monday this week if we get it recorded. Then, um, keep your eyes out for that. It's kind of a wild ride but if you subscribe for more than three dollars a month you get access to that ongoing podcast plus 20 plus episodes of our uh, patreon only podcast open to suggestion and our patreon only audiobook series interface where we go through a creepy series of anthology stories story and um we learn about a history that's a bit different from our own that's real fucked up and weird not or is it different from our well, own? Oh, don't do that. Come on, man. Come on, man. Don't do that to me, man. Is, the, is it just the exact timeline that we're coming mm, It makes me so uncomfortable. We're on the Berenstein bear timeline. Yeah. Ber- Berenstein? Yeah. Berenstein. 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 Close enough. Berenstein. One of those. Bears. Who knows? This Bears. could be this could be the anomaly of the Fuck. what of the other one. Good lord. I don't want to think about any of that too much. But yeah, check it out. It's really cool. Uh and yeah, it helps us make more stuff. Uh, and you also get early access to different content. So currently, if you are subscribed to that, you will get access to the next Star Wars video essay that I made, where I basically tear apart the prequels one by one. Oh, spicy. It's pretty rough. Yeah. So check that out. I get so mad. So check that <laughs> out. Uh, and yeah, it helps support us. And um, wow, I, I'm at DC My Hit Pie. No, I'm finishing, the, I'm finishing the episode. I'm really tired, Ben. I'm at DC My Pie. I'm at Little Citrus. We'll see you guys next week. It was probably a song that reminded me of it, or I'd done an Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. Writing is definitely an isolating thing. From an yeah. outside perspective, that's weird as well. It makes fun. us look really um, mental. But that is because of what it kind of said about art. Did I? That had fun in bits. There were fun bits. We, went and, we went and bought a value pack of straps. Oh my god, we did. There is a big lesson here to learn about storytelling.
I kind of panicked. I forgot what I, I normally I kind of like watching you suffer sometimes. It's sometimes, like, I'm so tired that my brain stops doing you, you words. S- you get, like, faster and faster, and then you <laughs> run into a wall. Well, it's, that's, it's like more what like, it, that's what it looks like. I like thinking of it as, like, I'm, I'm, like, driving a car through mud, and every now and then I just spin my wheels too quickly, and, and I get stuck. Every now and then it's just, like, you just, like, chugga, 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 chugga. And it's only until I slow down the car starts going again. Yeah. It's exactly what's happening. The, the ABS brakes kick in, and the car's like... <laughs> <laughs> makes that weird It's ABS that, but noise. just my brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh.